Hey, what's up, guys? I just wanted to jump on the pod real quick. Um, it's a little bit later than I had hoped for. It's February 27th, so the MLS season is right around the corner. We're about 48 hours away. I wish I would have, you know, dropped this maybe like on a Monday, but, you know, stuff happens. But anyway, um, yeah, it's soccer season around these parts. Um, if you didn't watch CONCACAF Champions League action uh, tonight, you missed out. There was a great game between Leon and LAFC. Um, LAFC completed the comeback 3-0. First team to ever do it. And uh, now they're going on to the next stage and they're playing Cruz Azul. And then a surprise, um, Olimpia from Honduras knocks out Seattle and PKs after a beautiful goal to tie the game. Olimpia ties the game in you know the 80-somethingth minute. It was amazing. And um, I don't know if it's just me, but uh, CCL action was great this year. The Central American teams really came to play. Um, I was I was impressed. I was impressed by a lot of these teams, and thought to myself that like there's a lot of serviceable players for some MLS clubs. Like you know, like especially like like Colorado, who's not necessarily going to spend. They should go out there and, and get some good Central Americans or Vancouver. You know, or maybe Nashville in their first year. Um, there was a lot of players on the field that, that they did well. They did well. I mean, Comunicaciones almost beat America uh, last night to knock them out. And Tigres escaped Alianza from El Salvador. So, yeah. I mean, if you're a fan of MLS, if you're a fan of American soccer, uh, you haven't had to wait. Uh, you can def- you have been able to see some really good soccer uh, in the Champions League. Uh, but anyway... Um, you know, so just a little bit about me. Obviously, I'm I'm a huge soccer fan. I'm from Southeast Los Angeles, so I'm super spoiled. Uh, soccer here is huge. Uh, supporters from all across the the world. You have Liverpool fans, Bayern Munich fans, Real Madrid, Barcelona. Those are huge clubs. And then we're super, you know, like uh, spoiled here. LA Galaxy has been, you know, the most historic club in MLS. They have five championships. And then LAFC came knocking on the door with, like, a completely different philosophy. You know, like, buying some young players, really trying to have an identity, you know, in in, in their style of play. And, uh, yeah, it's it's made for great rivalries on the field. Um, yeah, super blessed. So, yeah, based out of LA, if you want to uh, interact with us on Twitter, you can uh, go ahead and reach us at the letter J, J Sports underscore fantasy. My name is Jesse. <laughs> you can reach me there. Just kind of making this pod as a little uh, fantasy MLS 101. Um, if you're not new to the game, the rules have changed. And if you are new to the game and you kind of you know want to uh, take it to the next level and kind of just uh, uh, you know try your best, that's probably why you you came across this pod. You know because it's uh, uh, you know we'll share some of our uh, tips and tricks as we go throughout the season, and uh, hopefully, you know, we can see the progression, and like you guys can see the way that I play the game or the way that I think about the game. And you don't gotta copy it because uh, my job isn't to tell you guys, you know, what players to pick. My job is just to kind of show you guys like how I'm thinking, and then you guys use your soccer knowledge and your fandom, you know, like to pick your players. Because ultimately, this thing's about having fun. Um, but yeah. Uh, so so we'll just go ahead and, and, and transition uh, right into it. Um, this year, one of the changes uh, has been uh, MLS is kind of moving to this more daily fantasy sports style of play. So they're giving us $125 million 
to compile a team of uh, 15 players, uh, four bench, one of those being a goalkeeper, and 11 starters. And you can play uh, the formation that you want. So that's pretty cool. So some weeks you can be super defensive and have five defenders. You know, some weeks you can be super offensive. Like if you like the slate and you think, oh, man, in this slate there's going to be a lot of goals going on and you kind of just want to take your shot, you can go, you know, a 3-4-3. And if there's a slate that looks boring to you, or maybe it's a double game week, and I, I don't know, for whatever reason, you you think to yourself, hey, you know, it doesn't happen a lot, but, you know, this might be a more defensive game, you play five defenders. So so that's pretty neat already. And, and it's part of the reason why I really, like, uh, you know, started really playing this game. Like, uh, my love for soccer, and I have a fantasy background. I like to play fantasy football. I've been playing that for eight years. Uh, you know, and all variations of it. I like um, DraftKings and stuff like that, too. So when I heard that MLS was making the changes, um, I I was I was excited about it um, because I like the way we played, you know, when I first started playing an M- MLS uh, fantasy. And this version didn't scare me off. I thought it was a really neat challenge. And it reminded me of uh, playing uh, daily fantasy sports. So, yeah. Um, but my first rule, kind of the way that I go into... Um, picking teams, kind of like you know how I narrowed down my research. Um, I know the DPS. So uh, in MLS, you know, obviously the highest profile players are the designated players. They're the ones that get paid the big money, um, the contracts that don't go against the cap. So because we already know this information, we can assume then that these players are going to take the field. They're going to play a lot of games, and more than likely. Um, some crucial part of the game is going to be deliberately played through them. So, for example, if you saw today's game, LAFC a lot of times forces the game to Carlos Vela. And, I mean, he's the designated player. He he is the best guy on the field. So he's going to get a lot of touches. And a lot of touches means a lot of opportunity. And lots of opportunity means a lot of points. Um, so that's the first rule of thumb. I... I know every team's uh, DPs, uh, and and um, some t- I, I have even formally ranked them. If you don't want to do that, you can just go to MLSSoccerSoccer.com. <laughs> That's a Jason Davis joke. Shout out to him. He has a really good show on SiriusXM. Um, but if you know if you go on the website, uh, you can see for yourself. They probably have like a top fifty, um, you know, article going up right there. The guys do a good job of covering the league. But I know the DPs, and yes, I theoretically try to have as many DPs in my lineup as possible. Um, No disrespect to the players that aren't DPs, and I'm actually not even saying that the players that aren't DPs are not serviceable. Um, But as of right now, week one, it's very easy to compile a team of all DPs, and that's kind of the direction that we're going. Um, But I do suspect as player price uh, fluctuates and it increases and it decreases it's going to get a lot harder to have a team full of dps and you're gonna have to really find those guys um like the gressels like julian gressel or like justin miram you know like like guys like that who like uh, can really uh, impact the game um but yeah know the dps i can't stress that enough the second thing um, and this is mainly when I'm selecting my team for the week. Um, I call it the 125 rule. But what I try to tell myself is that it's okay to be under the 125 uh, salary cap. That uh, um, it's this 
idea that I think I'm so smart and if I spend all my money, I will be more successful. Um, I think when we think about like any game where we're trying to make predictions, um, the result doesn't necessarily mean uh, that we that it was a good prediction or a bad prediction. It just means that it was a good result or a bad result. So for example, you know, uh, let's say a guy that doesn't know anything about what he's doing, um, you know, just uh, goes to his favorite teams and, or, or goes to his, just picks a squad full of bad players. And it's possible, and bad in quotation marks, but I mean, you know, like, uh, uh, it, you'll, you'll, I'll post a picture of <laughs> a team that would look strange. Uh, just because he scores uh, uh, more points in one week doesn't necessarily mean he had a good decision. It means that he had a good result. Uh, so the 125 rule is really just a way for me to freely spend uh, the cash as much or as little of it and still feel uh, confident that I am uh, making a, a good pick. So you know um, that entails uh, the next rule, and w- which is probably the most important rule for me. It's called the switcheroo. Now, the switcheroo works like this. Uh, the rules state that your bench players will automatically be subbed in if a player in the field did not play a single minute. So how, so how can we use this as an advantage? Um, I'll tell you guys right off the bat how I like to do it. I like my bench player slots to be the games that I like in the initial slates. So, for example, this week, DC United is playing Colorado, and the LA Galaxy is playing Houston. DC is playing at 10 a.m., LA Galaxy is playing at 12.30 a.m., 12.30 p.m., so a two-and-a-half-hour difference. I've decided to put Bill Hamid and Brilliant from DC United on my bench, hoping that they can get a clean sheet, or, you know, Bill Hamid blocks a PK, Brilliant can get an assist. Anyway, the reason why they're on my bench is because if they fail to do so, I still have the ability to change the existing players in that position to starters in later games. And that's the way that I use the switcheroo. And for me, this, the switcheroo is, is the biggest advantage to the game. Being able to uh, strategically let outcomes develop without knowing if they uh, letting outcomes develop and then using the auto sub function um, so that once you already see the um, the end result you can take advantage or um, you know you can replace a player for a player that's going to score for example more than two points um, and 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 therein lies one more thing and I think it's this is going to be an underrated thing this season. But I think um, if thought about correctly and done correctly, uh, um, it could be the biggest advantage of all. So let's just say, for example, um, actually, I, I know the percentage because I saw it today. Uh, MLS Fantasy Stats tweeted it out. He showed Josef Martinez being owned by 48% of the population. In fantasy sports, there's a terminology called the fade. You know, So we'll say something like fade Josef Martinez. And what that means is, don't pick him. Don't play him. Now, why would we 
uh, not pick Josef Martinez if he has consistently pr- um, proven that he is a great goal scorer uh, in this league. He won the Golden Boot. He wasn't far behind Carlos Vela last year. This guy's a baller. Atlanta's good. Well, the reason why we would fade Josef Martinez is because 48% of the population have him. And if Josef Martinez does not put up the points that his fantasy price, uh, uh, um, you know, garnered and you started him and, and you started him, then now you're ahead of 48% of the population if the player that you start there, who is of equal or greater value, scores more points. And we can get into that line of thinking at a later episode. Um, but yeah, uh, those are my big three. Uh, just to recap, I, li- I know the DPs. I'm not married to the 125. Sometimes it's okay to stay under budget. And I really exploit the switcheroo. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's about it, guys. You know, if you guys want to interact more, you can go ahead and tweet at me. Like I said on Twitter, that's my main platform. It's at jsports underscore fantasy. Um, you know, excited to be a part of the MLS community and to uh, contribute with my thoughts. Uh, you know, um, I'll actually have a uh, a picture of all the leagues that I'm in this season. Um, so if you guys want to join. Um, and be a part of the community, you can join so too. A lot of these leagues are giving prizes. Um, and yeah, so so come hang out with us, guys. It's going to be a good MLS season. Uh, you know, wishing everybody luck. Um, this year, the Champions League is happening uh, for fantasy. So I want to be one of those top 50. I want, I, I, I want to play in that tournament. I want to win uh, most of these leagues. So, you know, have a good night. You know, uh, MLS season. MLS is back. Hashtag MLS is back. I hope you guys uh, enjoy it. I hope your favorite clubs win. Unless they're going up against LAFC. I'm out.